This is News from the Peak. I'm Joe Mamlin. So thanks everyone for joining us. We have a very exciting show for you today, so I'm not going to waste any time here. We're very excited to tell you that our special secret surprise guest is none other than our new Office of Child Support Enforcement Commissioner, Tangela Gray. And who better to introduce Tangela to us is her good friend and colleague, Robert Riddle. I'm really excited to talk about Tangela Gray as our new commissioner. And, you know, she and I go way back to when uh, she was uh, not even a full-fledged accountant in a local office. She was an assistant accountant. And uh, she's kind of worked her way up over the years. And um, I've watched her journey as when I was director and knew she had promise. Uh, then subsequent directors used her in, in different ways that I, I didn't even imagine. And uh, she became deputy director of Georgia and then uh, director, and then didn't stop there and uh, moved up to the department level as a deputy commissioner over uh, several programs, including child support. So it's really a privilege to talk to her as a as our friend and our new commissioner of OCSE. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what she has to say and um kind of reflect back on, you know, the program as a whole. I, I'm just excited that I think she'll bring a lot of energy to the, the program because she's got an infectious laugh. She's always smiling. Um, she's a great listener, um, but she's also able to make decisions when she needs to and, and take all that information in and process it and be strategic. So I'm excited to watch her kind of continue on this journey. I'm super proud of her too. I think there's something um, magical to see your friends kind of find that success and so um, I'm proud that she picked our podcast too I'm really proud of her and I'm proud um, you know what to, to hear what she has to say and I'm excited it's gonna be a great show so stick around and we'll be right back hello uh, Commissioner Gray how are you I'm doing well, Robert, and you? Doing good, doing good. A little chilly here. How about, how's the weather in D.C.? Are you acclimating it, to it? It is definitely more than chilly. It's cold here, <laughs> and I am transitioning. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of transition in moving from Georgia to Washington, D.C. Yes. Uh, it, and climate can mean a lot of different things, probably, too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So your daughter, has she stopped begging you to come back home? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. So hopefully she'll stop once um, she comes and visits yeah. next month. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Maybe she'll feel a little bit better about it. Well, I wanted to... Uh, not go too far down the uh, the historical trail, but Tan, you uh, started a couple of years ago in Georgia as an accounting tech in a local office, and mm -hmm. then became an accountant, moved to the state office, 
uh, worked with a private vendor, then came back to the state uh, after I convinced you that <laughs> we were a better place than a private vendor. And I was wondering, given your journey, could you say or talk about um, some of your mentors or the people that influenced you along the way? I know Renorda Hurd and Cindy Moss and among others may have had an influence on, on your career and your tra trajectory. So I was just wondering if you'd talk about kind of mentoring and mentorship and what it meant to you. Absolutely. So you probably are aware, Robert, I have just been blessed in that area. I have had a lot of great mentors. Um, I should have listened to the advice that I was given by uh, my mentors. And I, I did so. I did pretty good for the most part. I could have done a whole lot better. Um, I like to actually start off early in my career. Um, many of you may or may not be familiar with Renata Hurd. Unfortunately, uh, she's no longer with us, but she served as a great mentor uh, when I was first starting with child support in the accounting clerk and accounting technician positions. Very strong young lady, very polished, professional, um, and she was very serious about the work. Uh, people used to refer to her as being small in stature, but mighty in her presence. And so I have been blessed with her teaching me um, different things about the program and um, about exposure as well. I've also had Cindy Moss, as you mentioned, to serve as a great mentor for me. I don't have to say that Cindy had not only a wealth of child support experience, but she was one of the first that kind of exposed me to a lot of system related issues and challenges um, and how keeping that part of the program as a priority, uh, what a difference it makes uh, in the impact technology has uh, on our employees. Um, if you don't know, I inherited the child support program from my dad, Robert Riddle, uh, he also served as a former 40 director for the state of Georgia. Uh, I learned a whole lot from Mr. Riddle as well, especially as it relates to navigating leadership, um, being exposed and familiar with the legislative process, uh, and managing up, as he has told me once before in times past. And I do and would like to mention just a couple of others, especially Keith Horton, uh, who served also as one of our former 40 directors. Keith was really big picture, very passionate about fatherhood, uh, making sure that we are serving every member of the family. Uh, he gave me my start as it relates to exposure to outreach activities uh, and just really challenging, uh, not necessarily directive, but challenging rules and regulations as it relates to the level of services that we can provide to the people that we serve. And then I have had, I can't name them all, but I have had uh, wonderful leadership, a lot of great commissioners that supported not only just me, but supported the child support program and leading us into a lot of the awards that was provided around the mobile app, uh, the employer symposiums and hubs, um, 
just outstanding leadership. So thank you so very much, Robert, for asking that question. Well, given that, what would you say to, you know, especially young women or women of color that, you know, maybe working in a local office that, what, what do you think they can take from your journey from accounting uh, in a local office to being the commissioner? So <clears throat> that's a really good question. And I want to start off with just a straight response. And, and my recommendation would be for people to know and um, utilize the PI concept. Uh, for those that may not be very familiar with it, uh, the P in PI stands for performance. Uh, it's associated with 10% of the PI. Uh, the I in PI stands for image. Uh, it is associated with 30% of the pie. And then the E stands for exposure. And it stands, it represents 60% of the pie. Uh, this concept was introduced to me, Robert, by Reed Kimbrough. And years ago, many, many years ago, and I honestly did not believe it when he first shared it with me. But as I look back over my life, um, I have to say that the pie concept is very, very instrumental for those people who aspire to establish a career in this industry. Um, performance is extremely important. You do want to perform well. I think what people and what I misunderstood is that's what you get paid for. You get your paycheck to perform um, and meet the requirements. But image and exposure, Robert, is really what takes a person to the next level. Um, you have to be conscientious about your image and that's at multiple levels with your peers, with your leadership, um, with the people that you support and serve. And then exposure is the biggest portion. You take advantage and be open to relationships and additional assignments um, because you never know where, where that exposure may lead you. And that is definitely um, what happened in my career. It was a lot of um, image and exposure opportunities that I was blessed with. That's, I think that's good advice to, uh, you know, focus on uh, your performance and, you know, have an idea of where you want to go and then be open to, to folks that may have gone before or can can uh, kind of give you a, uh, some advice to avoid the pitfalls. And speaking of advice, uh, that's one thing I definitely want to add. We talked about mentorship and mentors. Um, you really and truly have to be open. A lot of times you might get advice or constructive criticism that you do not agree with, um, but it's extremely important to really give it serious thought. Um, even if you feel like it, don't, it may not benefit you because you can't see it at that point, um, it's important to be open. Yeah, I think, I think that is important. Uh, I want to know what it was like to get the call that you got that said, come be a commissioner of uh, child support enforcement. What was it like to get that call? So... In all transparency, um, I have to say, Robert, when I got the very first email 
asking me if I was interested in the role, my first thought was, this has got to be spam or someone trying to trick me. That was my first thought. I was like, I need to call to see if this is someone, you know, running some type of game or inappropriate. And so once I determined that it was indeed valid, um, I was just so excited to be identified as one of many qualified applicants. So it's important to start there. And then in going through the process, you know, I, I really and truly learned a lot. And then when I got that call on Tuesday before Thanksgiving, identifying me as the finalist and asking me to come on board, I was so excited. <laughs> Words just cannot express how um, happy I was, along with nervous as well. Um, and there's just feeling a sense of pride and accomplishment to be able to uh, expand my current knowledge um, from the state level and even with all of the other relationships I've established, be able to transition um, to the federal level. Just, just so very happy and um, I feel privileged to serve as the OCSC commissioner. Well, and you know, on that note, I think a lot of people think of you, when, when they think of you, they think of you as being from the great state of Georgia. And in a way you kind of coined that phrase. So how, how do you bring that enthusiasm to the federal office? How do you get people um, to feel that way about, you know, the whole, the whole program? You know, Joe, that is such a great program. I mean, a great question and um, I've been giving that some thought. So I believe what, what's important to communicate is, is really about the role and responsibility. So when I previously served in the role as the 40 director for Georgia, of course, I want to make sure that my state was acknowledged and recognized, or similar to like shameless self-promotion. And then it was also my responsibility to make sure that we were meeting all the requirements and um, making sure that we um, exceeded expectations, if at all possible. So I looked at it as my role and responsibility. I will take that same passion or I am going to take that same passion into this role as well. So the OCS commissioner's role, um, of course, is a lot broader. And the level of support is just not limited to one state. You know, it's limited to multiple states and tribal programs and, you know, our um, collaboration and relationships with other partners. So I still have that same passion and excitement, and I plan to take that pride into this role. And then the responsibility, as I previously mentioned, um, I definitely want to make sure that people are clear about how we are collaborating um, through our relationships. I'm big on engagement, as you know, Joe. I, my vision is going to be engagement. And so I'm looking forward to coining a new phrase and making sure that people are clear about our role uh, in OCSC while we support not the families, children, individuals, and communities. 
Well, I'm excited to hear what that new phrase is when you're ready to roll that out. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, the other thing about it though, and not to, you know, not to tamp down your enthusiasm, but obviously you're joining this role at a time where, you know, there's a lot of stress in the, you know, in the country and in the world. Uh, so how are you approaching coming in at this time? How are you helping people deal with what's going on external to child support? You know, cause they're still your people. You still, I mean, I know from what I know about you, you, you know, you're going to care about the people around you and we're all going through so much now. So how do you approach it in that respect? So, Joe, that's another good question, and I've been giving that a whole lot of thought, too. I I can only share with you what I've done so far. Um, as we talked about it, when I first got the call, you know, you're excited, of course, about the new role and the job and the responsibility, and you tend to focus on all of the positive things that might come with this new responsibility. But, you know, as time progressed, then, you know, Excitement doesn't necessarily go away, but, you know, you start looking at reality and there's always some, some challenges and issues that you have to face. And so to answer your question, Joe, I, I am trying to make sure that I clearly identify the difference between fear and danger. So uh, I don't want to allow fear, which is perceived, to consume me. Um, and then I want to make sure that I am responsive and strategic on any issues and challenges that presents a danger, which is reality, to the program. Um, one big thing, Joe, I would like to say is I do think constant communication and being educated about different issues and challenges helps manage that fear and provides us with a plan to respond to any danger. And then I want to take this time to give kudos to ACF because I've learned about this um, employee experience um, program. It's an employee well-being experience program. They do a fabulous job, Joe, of making sure that there's um, information and resources provided to all of our employees uh, to help deal with a lot of the stress that all of us are dealing with, because some of these factors are definitely outside of my control as OCSC. And so I do want to support that employee engagement wellness initiative and make sure that employees know that these resources are available to them um, for issues outside of my control and authority. Um, and, you know, even in the best of times, people struggle with change. And I think, you know, obviously we've gone for a long time. And I say we mean the program. We've gone for a long time without a, without a commissioner other than the acting people who've been doing a fine job. But how, are you, uh, how do you put people's mind at ease with regard to just the change, the new, the new person, you know, how's that going? So I agree. Uh, I want to first acknowledge and give credit to Linda Boyer. She served as the acting commissioner and I know she was pulling double duty. I think she did a fabulous job keeping the OCSC train moving. So let me just put that out there. Um, again, I want to give kudos to the ACF leadership as well, Joe, because uh, since my arrival, they have done a fabulous job making sure that I am 
um, informed and engaged uh, and giving me support in trying to make sure that we meet the needs of the program. Uh, I think the answer to your question is being proactive in my communication. Um, I have already received some uh, agenda priorities from NCCSD, uh, from NCIA. I have already moved forward with having multiple meet and greets with all of the divisions within OCSC. I've had some communication with some of the former commissioners uh, to try to identify where we were in times past, you know, what we're dealing with now, and to try to put a plan in place on how I could potentially proceed in the future. And so that is my plan, Joe. I know I use the word engagement a lot, but it's very broad and it gives the role uh, a lot of uh, flexibility to try to address some of the concern around not having this position feel for more than a year. You mentioned you've already heard from some of the different uh, organizations and, and child sport directors and, and leaders. Have you had a chance to talk to your, your, uh, the other folks in ACF to, to see how child support will fit in the broader ACF mission of, of taking care of families and um, dealing with issues that affect, you know, mothers, fathers, and children across the spectrum. I have. So funny you should mention that. Um, I mentioned earlier how ACF does a really good job um, with providing support. And so there are leadership team meetings that takes place uh, quite frequently, honestly, to talk about the strategic goals for the division. Um, and so that is where there's a lot of discussion uh, and a lot of collaboration between the offices. And so there's, that goes on on a weekly basis, Robert, and the information that's shared and the discussions are right on point to make sure that OCSC is aligned with the agency's broader strategic goals. What do you see the next three months or so looking like for the Office of Child Support Enforcement? And uh, your, your kind of next steps and visions for the coming three or four months? I've identified and communicated three priorities for the office, Robert. Um, these priorities have not yet been um, completely vetted and approved. Uh, so what I would like to say is those priorities until we get final approval deals with the three Ps that I'm very passionate about. Uh, and I think I will definitely be communicating a lot about those three Ps. Uh, one is the impact that the program has on the people and how we OCSE can support that impact uh, for a positive change moving forward. Um, the second P, Robert, is around process. I definitely want to be looking at our existing processes based on needs and priorities that's already been identified. And as you probably know, for OCSC, that's revisiting our policies, um, rules and regulations to determine what, if anything, we can do to provide that level of process support. And then last but not least, productivity. I am a very data-driven person. And so although the child support program performs extremely well, there's always opportunity for improvement. 
And so I do want to look at our data, solicit feedback from the experts. That would include people within OCSC, and that includes all of our very passionate people in the child support industry, and look at data to see what type of data-driven decisions um, we can identify and move strategically in that direction. Okay, great. Uh, any final thoughts you'd like to put out there? I would. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I do want to take this opportunity, Robert, to just say thank you for the podcast interview, number one. Um, and then number two, I want to highlight once again, people tend to ask uh, what my vision is. I do want to take the opportunity to repeat that um, I'm sticking with engagement. It's going to provide a lot of flexibility and opportunity to, to move the program forward. Um, and then I just want to say again, how excited I am to serve not only in this role, um, but I'm just excited to remain with my family, the child support industry, and I'm looking forward to working closely more so with everyone. Well, thank you very much again to Commissioner Gray for joining us on the show today. And we're all very excited to work more closely with you in the coming years as well. And of course, we wish you all the best in your new role. And thanks also to our very supportive listening audience and to everyone that subscribes to the podcast. We'd love to hear from you and get your ideas and your feedback. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to us on the contact link on our website. News from the Peak is a project of Gray's Peak Strategies and is produced by Maureen Life, David Ram, Robert Riddle, and me. You can find the podcast and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Public. You can learn more about us at gracepeakstrategies.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Gray's Peak, and we're easy to find on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. This was News from the Peak. I'm Joe Mamlin. Thanks for joining us. So, Maureen, we, we had not started the official interview, although I am recording, so... Just watch your mouth. That's <laughs> <laughs> always good advice. I think the world of your leadership style, and I think half of it's just your personality of being open, smiling, like just the little things and your your approach to life in general and your easy laugh, your easy contagious laugh. Like if you just laugh and <laughs> and keep smiling, like people will follow. Like we're so desperate for just humanity and just people wanna have fun and feel connected. And so I think not to overthink it, but I'm just incredibly proud of you as a friend. Thank you. Thank you so much, Molly. And see, that's the reason why we need people like Robert. <laughs> that's why I call Robert because he is. Everyone calls right. Robert.
Well, I know it's going to be hard. I know I'm going to have to call Robert and say, hey, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it all started in a small 500-watt radio station 